This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. Yeah, I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing, a podcast where we attempt to answer the most common money and investing questions from the community. If you're joining us for the very first time, welcome. We strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. But with that said, my name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you? I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this episode. We have got a listener question that really sparked a conversation uh, in the office about automated investing and, and why it works. Uh, so excited to get to that. But before then, one piece of housekeeping. You may have seen it on our social media or heard it on the podcast, but we have written a second book. We have. Yes. We didn't think we were producing enough content and we thought, why don't we produce a little more? <laughs> That's it. But I think for so many uh, people, ourselves included, money is really stressful. And I think uh, a, a big stressor is knowing when you've done enough because we're projecting 10, 20, 50 years in the future and trying to figure out if what we're doing today will be enough then overlay the uncertainty of what's going to happen with the economy and our jobs and interest rates and all of that stuff there is just so much uncertainty when it comes to money and it's really stressful and so we wanted to write a book and do the work i guess to allay some of our own concerns and understand what doing enough looks like when it comes to money so the book is called Don't Stress, Just Invest. It is available for pre-order now. The link is in the show notes to this episode, plastered across our social media as well. Uh, and it will be available wherever good books are sold um, on the 22nd of August or, and wherever bad books are I sold. Depending. Say, I love how people always say that. I know, I know. Uh, available in all your good books or wherever good books are sold. It's like, who's who's actively selling shit books? No, I think it, uh, the, I take it as like a challenge to a bookseller. Like yeah. if, if, you're, if you want your bookshop to be considered a good, good. where good books are sold, you have to sell our book. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, it will be available on the 22nd of August. But if this sounds like a book that is interesting to you, it's available for pre-order now. If you've got friends, family, colleagues, acquaintances that you think should start investing, this is the book for them as well. Yeah, that's it. Family, friends, anyone, grab a copy. All right, Ren. Well, as we said in the intro, uh, Get Started Investing is all about answering questions that come in from the community, investing and money related. So to kick off, we've got a question that's come in from James. So let's have a listen. Hi, Bryce and Ren. It's James here and I'm a 17-year-old student from England, if you couldn't tell from my accent. I first became interested in investment when I saw that my dad was making money and I thought it was about doing any real work. 
So that led to me making my first investment about a year ago in an American growth fund without doing any real research. Since then, I've been learning a lot more about investing and I feel like I'm ready to invest more regularly. So the other day I was messing around on a compound interest calculator and it made me wonder why somebody young wouldn't just invest some money into an S&P index fund every month. I'd love to hear what you guys think about this. I'd just like to say thank you to you and the rest of the Equity Mates team in all that you're doing and helping the community. Well, thank you. Firstly, thank you to James. Love the fact that uh, he's dialing in all the way from the UK. Uh, we should say that he's in the middle of exams at the moment, which is why we couldn't get him on the phone. So good luck for those, James. But uh, great question. Really, really good question. So we've got two reasons, James, why you would invest in just the S&P 500 index and then one reason why you wouldn't. Yes. So let's get stuck in. But just a reminder that we, while we are licensed, we are not aware of your personal circumstances. So any information is for education and entertainment purposes only and any advice is general advice. To, to be explicit about that, like James uh, has asked us a question, but we're not aware of any of his other surrounding financial circumstances. So we're going to give, we're going to talk through three reasons here in general that we think apply to everyone and yeah. is how we think about it. But we don't, James, we don't know if you've got other costs that are coming in. We don't know how much money you're making. Um, so it's just that when we say we're not aware of your personal financial circumstances, it just, there might be heaps more factors or heaps more reasons that we're not aware of. And so that's why we say it. But I think this is a good example of the practicality of it. Yes. So Ren, let's start with, I guess, the first half of his of James's question, which was just the the you know the idea of putting something regularly in on a monthly basis, the auto, the automated side of things. Hmm. So we'll start with why automated investing works, or what it is, and why it works. So that idea of putting money away every month is known as dollar cost averaging, and. Um, the great thing today is that you can automate that process. So uh, there are brokers, the platforms where you buy and sell shares and ETFs uh, that will allow you to basically give it an instruction that it will repeat forevermore if you want it to. And so uh, James, using his example here, you could tell your broker, I want to buy the S&P 500 ETF every month and uh, set up an automatic transfer from my bank to my broker and then my broker will take that money and automatically invest it. And I can get on with my life and not worried about it. And it can, you can do that for anything. You could do it for an individual share. You could say every month I want to buy Woolworths. You could do it for the S&P 500 index fund. Or you could do it for a truly global fund. Um, Vanguard's VDHG is a popular one. BetaShares DHHF is one that we've spoken about. Yep. Um, there's so many out there. So I think that's sort of what we're talking about today conceptually. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the first reason why buying into an S&P 500 index only automatically month on month works is because of the power of dollar cost averaging that you spoke about, Ren. By automating, you're, you are dollar cost averaging. And for those that have just joined the show, dollar cost averaging is a strategy that allows you to buy more when the stock market is cheap and buy less when the stock market is more expensive. Yeah. By nature of constantly buying at a consistent rate, uh, you're, you're averaging the price at which you're entering in at that market. Just, yeah, just to be really clear, when you say that you're buying at a consistent rate, it's like you're buying, uh, you're putting the same amount of money in every time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think the important thing, the reason that dollar cost averaging works is that no one can time the market no. well. And there's been some really surprising studies done on 
um, the importance of not missing out when it comes to the stock market, that there are a few just really great days every decade where the stock market jumps up and the name of the game is you just don't want to miss out, which is a bit surprising. But Bank of America have done the work for us and they've looked at decades going back to 1930 um, and we'll include, there's a graphic here that we'll include in the Facebook discussion group if you want to see it all so we don't have to try and describe every part of this table. But basically, they've looked at each decade and said, what was the price return for that decade for the S&P 500 index fund? And from 1930 to 2020, so almost a 100-year period, you would have made 17,715%. If in each of those decades, the 20s, the 30s, the, uh, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, and so on, if in each of those decades, you'd miss just the best 10 days of the stock market, so the 10 days when the stock market went up the most in each decade, that 17,715% return is just a 28% return. Miserable. Which like, it, it conceptually is hard to get your head around yeah. how much you miss out on thousands of percent yeah <laughs> like you almost make no money in almost a hundred years because you missed out on 10 days in what nine decades yeah so if those 10 best days came in the f january of 1930 and you got it in feb <laughs> true, like. true, true. Well, then you still get the best days in every other yeah, decade. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you might be wondering why that is and it's because if you miss out on the few best days you still get all the falls. You get the Great Depression, you get the global financial crisis, you get the tech wreck, but you don't get the recovery. And if you miss out on the recovery, then that's a shame. So, I, that, that, I mean, that all makes sense, but I'm sitting here going, okay, so does that mean I need to time it so that I try and get these, get the best days or is it just a matter of starting now and, and that's going to be the best result knowing that from this point, this this, I guess, research tells me that the more time I'm in the market, the, the better chance I have of capturing those 10 days. Yeah, so uh, Nick Majuli uh, over in the US wrote a book called Just Keep Buying. And in that book, he looked at the US stock market back to 1926. And what he found was if he just picked a random month, whenever, and just kept buying every month from that point for the next 10 years there was a 98% chance you would have been up. You would have made money. So just a 2% chance you would have lost money. Random month, could have been any month. The median outcome, so the middle outcome, would have been a 10.5% a year return. Great. Yeah. So the, the historical data tells us that there's power in dollar cost averaging and that whether it's the worst time or the best time, you just want to get in so you don't miss out on those great days. Oh, I mean, we talk about this so often on the show, but every time we speak about it, it's just the stats are there. It's so powerful. Yeah. It's just like... The data's on our the side. The data's there. <laughs> just do it. Get in. So that's the, fir <laughs> that's the first reason why uh, just regularly investing in an S&P 500 index fund would make sense. There is another reason as well, and this is why index funds make sense. And that's because companies die, but indexes are forever. Yes. That's saying... Which, which uh, I still don't have tattooed on me off the back of the curve. I think... $100 challenge. I, I, can we say that we've coined this? I guess so. I, like, I don't think anyone else has done it. 
Well, we can say whatever we want. True. <laughs> so um, what we mean by this, uh, Jeffrey West in his book Scale uh, looked at the 28,853 companies that have been listed on the US stock market since 1950. Almost 30,000 companies in that time. Of that, 78% of the companies have gone bankrupt. Mm. So you're telling me... It's pretty crazy. More than three quarters of the companies that have listed on the US stock market have gone bankrupt. That doesn't feel like a good thing to invest in. No. If more than three quarters of something fails, you probably don't want to put your money into it. No. How do I avoid that? Well, no, but here's the thing. Even though 78% of the companies listed on the US stock market went bankrupt... Between in that time that he looked at, between 1950 and 2009, the US stock market has grown 23,249%. Or put another way, each $100 invested with dividends invest, reinvested over that time has turned into more than $200,000. Each $100. Despite three quarters <laughs> of the constituents failing. So then what's the relationship here then, Ren? Why are we calling it uh, companies die indexes last forever? Because the beauty of the index is that you get the performance of these new and great companies coming through and they drive the index forward while the companies that are falling and failing and ultimately going bankrupt fall out of the index. And so while they may go bankrupt, your performance is pushed by the generation of companies coming through. And the classic example of that is looking at IBM, General Electric, and Apple. Three companies that most people have probably heard of before. IBM was the biggest American company in 1980. General Electric was the biggest American company in 2000. Apple was the biggest American company in 2020. They all had their moment in the sun. In the 1980s, uh, there was this saying that no one gets fired investing in IBM. Uh, General Electric was a once-in-a-generation company, Jack Welch, management strategies, all that stuff. And Apple, we all know Apple today. They're all giants of their time. But IBM and General Electric have fallen away and been left behind. If you had invested $1,000 in General Electric at the start of 2000 when it was at its peak, today you'd have about 200 bucks left because it's fallen about 80%. But if you had taken that $1,000 and rather than investing it in General Electric at that time, you just invested it in the index, in the S&P 500, today you would have almost tripled your money. That $1,000 would have gone to $2,700. And the reason is while GE fell away, other companies took their place. Mm. Apple, Microsoft, mm. Tesla, NVIDIA. Mm. Which is indexes last forever. Mm. Yeah, investing in it. These companies churn through. You don't have to. You don't have to pick which companies to invest in. Mm. The companies, uh, as they, you know, we, we'll probably look back in forty years and say that Apple was the biggest company in twenty twenty, and now it is equity X. mates. Equity <laughs> mates. <laughs> and that's not to say indexes don't fall. Yeah, it's just that they keep getting topped up and rebalanced with the biggest and best and fastest growing companies. Yeah. yeah. So those are the two reasons why taking the approach of investing in the S&P 500, you know, every month, those are two reasons why that is a good strategy. The power of dollar cost averaging and the fact that while companies die, uh, if you're invested in the index, it's going to keep getting refreshed with the new companies that are coming through and you're going to be able to reap the benefits of the long-term you know, growth of the index. We're going to take a quick break and on the other side, we're going to discuss the one reason why investing in the S&P every month isn't a great idea. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, well, we're back answering the question that has come through from James from all the way from the UK. Thank you, James. He's asked why you wouldn't just invest in the S&P 500 index. And we've spoken about, yes, the reason why you should, dollar cost average, the power of dollar cost averaging, and secondly, co- um, companies die indexes last forever. But Ren, to be clear, the reason why you would, not the reason why you should, we would, would never, would, fa- would, we would, would. never uh, feign to tell you what That's to right, do. Right. We're just would. giving information. Well, well then, um, what's one reason why we wouldn't do that strategy? Countries rarely go back to back, and, and what I mean by that is um, the US. Uh, has had an unbelievable 2010s. Uh, the driven by the biggest tech names that we're also familiar with, the US stock market outperformed everywhere else in the world. It was phenomenal to watch and phenomenal to invest in. But if you look back over stock market history, what you find is that it's rare that uh, a con- one particular country will outperform decade after decade. I- instead, what you see is that different countries and different stock markets have their moments. Japan in the 70s. Um, I don't know my stock market history well enough to give you a heap more examples. <laughs> Quite frustratingly, I've seen a chart that illustrates this and I spent about half an hour trying to find it before we recorded today and I couldn't find it. But um, you go back over history and Australia has had decades where it's outperformed. Japan has, the UK has, um, some markets in mainland Europe have, the US obviously have. But it changes decade after decade as technology changes, different countries go through different challenges, we we see different markets outperform. And so to go back to the question, the reason why you wouldn't just go, well, one reason why you would consider not just investing in the S&P 500 each month is because there's a whole world of stock market opportunity that isn't in the US and the US has had a great decade, but the 2020s could belong to anyone. Mm, They could. Well, they certainly but feel like they're belonging to the States at the moment. But um, Japan's having a pretty strong yeah, year. Yeah, but I mean, India. like, rewind 18 months and everyone was like, China's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia's pretty good. So I think the point here is that um, diversifying the indexes that you're investing in, still taking on the idea that companies die indexes last forever and the idea of automating and dollar cost averaging, I think the final piece is thinking outside just that one concentrated country index. And you said in the intro, Ren, there are a number of ETFs available that in one trade give you global exposure, which takes away that, um, I guess, concentration and and the risk of just being allocated into into one country and missing out what other countries might do decade after decade. Who knows which country is going to be leading the way when we're 60 or 70 years old. Maybe Australia. Maybe. So two names, and these are just two examples to illustrate because the, the point we want to make is that you you don't have to buy heaps of different things to get global exposure. There are ETFs that give you access to the world's stock market in one trade. Two examples that are quite popular um, 
One is the BetaShares Diversified All Growth ETF, DHHF, and another is the Vanguard Diversified High Growth ETF, which is VDHG. Um, they're just two examples to illustrate the point, but do your own research because every ETF provider in whatever country you're listening in will have versions of this. Um, but I think the point is that you can invest globally and history tells us that it makes sense to invest globally. Yes, and automate. Do it as, as automatically as possible. Yeah, so Don't. automate, dollar cost average, index, yeah. diversify globally. The automation that some of the brokers offer is just awesome. I think it's yeah, it just takes away any need to think about it and just getting that text message once a month or whatever the frequency is that you've just had your stocks, this round of stocks purchased, it's just epic. It uh, really takes away the emotional... Uh, I guess, bias that a lot, of, a lot of investors face if they have to make investment decision month on month. So I think let's leave it there, Bryce. Uh, let's, if you've got questions about what we've spoken about um, or if you want to share how you invest uh, with the Equity Mates community, jump onto the Facebook discussion group. We're all uh, continuing the conversation there. James, thank you for your question. Hopefully we helped um, and good luck for your exams yeah. as well. And then one final request from us, we are... Continuing with our $100 challenge where every month we try and earn or save an extra 100 bucks so we can invest it in the stock market because we know that little changes today add up over time. Our producer, Sasha, is collecting your ideas for our next episode. We want to know what you're doing to save or earn that extra little bit of money uh, so you can keep investing. So uh, hit Sasha up, contact at equitymates.com or jump in the Facebook discussion group and share what you're doing. Love it. Well, we'll leave it there and pick it up next week. Oh, and pre-order our book as well. (laughs) Now we'll leave it there. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.